Father, we love you. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for the anointing that will make a difference. Anoint these lips of clay. Thank you for a sound mind. Thank you for clarity. Spirit of the living God, you rule and reign. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen and Amen. I'm letting you know we're going to offload so much next weekend. You want to invite every couple that you can. Make every effort to be here next weekend. It will save you years of counseling. We normally have one session to deal with a topic over the weekend. We're not doing that. We've got a download of faith for Friday night. I'm going to take myself. I'll be preaching. Pastor Z will be teaching. And then I'm going to end off at the final session. Um, I'm going to deal with the courts of heaven and your family name. And I want to pray for your family name. That what God did for us. I want to give you some secrets of how to go to the family court. You know there are courts in heaven, right? And we're going to go to the family court. And we're going to deal with your family name for every person that's here. It's going to be a tremendous download next weekend. You don't want to miss it. And you, you want to just block out your time. Don't rush me. Let's give you the stuff. Because when you are sick, you'll sit in a hospital for three, four days. I'm helping you. Just take the time. Dr. Max will be here. And the Holy Ghost will be here. Amen. And we're going to help you. Praise the Lord. Don't miss next weekend. Ezekiel chapter 37. I feel we're going to build faith. We're going to teach you about how to deal with your marriage. Whatever you're looking for. Whatever you've been asking God for. How does it work? Because we've heard a lot about the spirit, soul, and body. That God sanctifies you spirit, soul, and body. You are not a body. You are fir- you're not even a soul. You are first a spirit. This is the part that you worship God in spirit and in truth. Where you connect with God. Where God speaks to you. Where God made you successful already. Gave you an answer for everything that you're looking for. He dropped it in your spirit. And with this, this man is complete. You are complete in him. Are you with me? I thought this is very powerful. So you need to understand that everything that you're looking for is already in you. The building you're looking for. The victory you're looking for. The healing you're looking for. Your, your sp- life spouse. Your life partner. Your spouse. Your, everything that you're looking for is already in you. God, in His wisdom, put every bit of success that you're looking for in a place where the devil can't touch it and you can't miss it. It's in your spirit. That which is born of God overcomes this world. What you're looking for is faith that can take what's in here and move it to a place Of where you can experience it in your hands. You want the healing in your body. So you want to prosper and be in good health. Even as your soul prospers. But this is the starting point. This is the entrance. This is the causal realm. This is the place of your victory. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 and 3. So God in his wisdom made a deposit there. And so this spirit of yours, you you can't live in the earth. You are a spirit. The reason why we see your physical face or you are here physically is that um, God gave you a body. So no spirit can be in the earth without a physical body. So demonic spirits need permission from this unrenewed soul to enter in. There is no place in the earth. There's no person walking this earth without a spirit. If you understand that, then you'll understand the victory that you have already. So if this person is ignorant, their minds are unrenewed, then demonic spirits come and influence the soul of this person. 
and you find it in their physical body, there's ailments or in their hands, there's no prosperity. They don't progress in life. So you want to fix it here before you fix it here. Let me give you scripture and we're going to build your faith today. But someone's going to get a kind of breakthrough in this place because of understanding. Everybody said, Amen. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east, the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. So there should be Water flowing out of your belly shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. There should be the, 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 the word of God is water. It's, it's, it's levels that can rise within you. So the title of my sermon this morning is rising levels of faith. And when the man went out to the east with a line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits and he brought me through the waters. So he's showing you the imagery. Look, look at it now. It's of a man. You're seeing the temple. You're seeing the water. Representing the anointing. Representing the flow of God. So you're watching this man standing. What he's showing you is that there is a spirit man. Past the soul. Hold on with your physical body. We're not talking about your child growing in your house. We're talking about a spiritual man growing in levels of faith. You do understand that you are a spirit man. You do understand that there is a man in you that can hear, that can understand, a spirit that can develop. And when the man went out to the east with, with a line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my ankles. Now look at the measurement of the levels of faith. Then again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and it came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and he brought me through the water and came to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000. It was a river that I could not cross. For the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned... There along the bank of the river, there were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, this water, this anointing, this kind of faith in a man flows towards the eastern region, goes down into the valley and, and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. It shall be that every living thing that moved, that that, that moves. Wherever the rivers go, it will live. There'll be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be, and so he starts to speak about the fish, he speaks about there's, there's, there's salvation that will take place and all kinds of things that will happen. But let's just go to the beginning because we're dealing with levels of faith that must rise within every single believer. Let scripture speak to you. Give me Acts chapter 3. Let's read some more scripture there. I will preach afterwards. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple. This is Ezekiel showing you what the temple looks like and what God expects from every single believer when you're getting born again. So he's giving you an understanding so that you can understand the real issue of mankind. Now Peter and John went up to the, to the, together to the temple at the hour of prayer on the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter look, said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, 
But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they, be, then they knew that it was he who, was, who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now as the layman who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch who is called which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness, we made this man walk? Please be spiritual this morning. Get out of the carnal space. We are talking about a spiritual reality that Ezekiel is trying to bring this thing together. And I'm giving you the witnesses both out of Ezekiel 37 and as well as 47 and as well as, as, as Acts chapter 3. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the, uh, the, one and the just and asked for a murder to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. This is where you want to, to go. And his name, through faith, come on, read with me. Through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So when you are dealing with the levels of faith, number one, you need to understand this man laying at the gate beautiful is born lame from his mother's womb. This is the condition of every one of us because of the first Adam. Adam sinned and everybody that's born into this earth, you are lame spiritually from your mother's womb. None of us Come out strong in the spirit. You must be born again. Your spirit now is what he's dealing with. So this man thinks that his problem is that I need money. He says, you're looking for the wrong thing. Your real issue is, is that your spirit needs to be restored. Most people are looking for money and they're looking for jobs, but you're missing where your real issue is. You're trying to fix your marriage, but the real issue is that it's your spirit. Because if you are married to an unbeliever, the devil is your, is your father-in-law. Is this Kingdom Life Embassy? I'm sure I'm in the right church. Your issue is spiritual. And I'm going to prove it to you today in Scripture. That everything that you are faced with this morning and the challenge that you are dealing with is that the moment you understand faith and faith in His name, you will walk in victory all the days of your life. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to stir your faith this morning. Oh, just come on, clap your hands a little bit and just, just, just open up your spirit to what I'm saying, man. Most people run here for an education saying you must get a job. If you just get an education, your life's going to turn out fine. It's the biggest lie. I did not say you don't get an education. I'm saying that's not the source of your problem. Your issue is spiritual. So that's why the Bible says don't judge anybody. Make sure that when you're judging people, make sure it's a spiritual judgment. I can judge you, Nathaniel, that there's no guile in your spirit. Jesus said so because he discerns things by the spirit of God. Everybody in this place has, comes with the spirit. Some are wicked. They come here because they're looking to find some girl and mess around. Others are walking with no understanding because ignorance is really a damage. If you don't understand the spiritual stuff, you can mess up a beautiful life. So this man must be developed. 
And when you come into the house of God and you get born again, the first thing that your levels must rise is to your ankles. What is the ankles? It's got to do with your stand in God. If you go into religion and you never get born again and they never train your spirit to develop, you will always be begging somebody else for a breakthrough. You always look at Peter and John walking into the temple. You could be sitting right here and, and, and on the brink of your breakthrough, but never get it because you don't understand spiritual truths. What you're looking for is your, your spirit comes alive and that it comes into your soul so that you can actually come into what God has got for you. This physical body is rejoicing and praising God, but because he dealt with the spiritual issues. So the first place where the water levels or the anointing or your faith must rise is to your ankle so that if you do not go and you're not able to deal with the devil effectively. What are you saying, apostle? I've got 22 points for you this morning that will help you just create some framework for your faith. Because two things require, is required from you. One is for you to walk in love and two is for you to walk in faith. Those are the two things that's required for every single believer. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And without love, faith doesn't work. So you need those two things. If you don't have these two things working in your life, you will fr be frustrated your whole life. And the level of problems that we're dealing with right now, you can't afford to walk in ignorance concerning faith because your faith levels can rise and solve your problem on another level. Are you with me? I'm going to take time to really help you because... Sound like, it seems like either there's a lot of unbelief in this place or a lack of understanding. Let's give you understanding. Give, can you help me with my graph or what I asked you to lay out for me? Because we can just help somebody come into what God has got for them. So I'm dealing with the mystery of faith. I've got 22 points. So you want to just take some photographs if you need to. And then we can go through this in the next couple of weeks. Uh, faith for your family. You must have that when you come here next week, we're going to build that for you and help you understand how did Apostle get what he got? How is it 40 years? What happened? How do they use their faith to get their results? We're going to teach you. So please, I want you to hear something very, very simple today. When you come into the kingdom of God and you want the faith, your faith levels to rise, the first thing that you need to understand is that faith comes first. What is in your soul? You remember? Your mind your will, and your emotions. What's your mind for? For understanding. Look at God in His wisdom. He doesn't give you understanding first. When you get born again, He gives you faith first. He puts everything that you need in your spirit. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse one. Let's, let's get into the scripture. I want you to see this. What's the other scripture? Second Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, we'll get into that. Give me the first scripture. We'll come to this. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. By faith we understand. Everybody read. One to read. No, say it like you're not fasting. Come on. Now stop right there. What is God's wisdom? He drops everything that you need in your spirit. So when the faith is in place, it brings understanding. The problem with the church is this. You're asking and you're wanting to get God, give you understanding first before your faith can work. No. He didn't even know how. He was looking for money. They solved the spiritual issue. And when he took his hands and gave the expectation and raised his faith, he got onto his feet and he then understood afterwards what happened to him. Because everybody was amazed. Because by faith, we understand. We don't understand by faith. Why would God do that? Here's the number one reason. Please write this down. Satan is the king of logic. And if you think you can outthink him, he's 10 steps ahead of you. So there's no way that you can start up with your mind first. Why does God give you faith? Faith is your place of surrender to the Holy Ghost. It is not a place where you're striving for stuff. 
I'm coming to that. Because most people think that, you know, look, baby faith was us. Like I'm getting my stuff and we got some stuff. But that's, that's baby faith. When you are growing in faith, did you see the river flows? That means I surrender to the river. I don't make a demand in the river. Can you make a demand? In the, there's no way you can demand that the river goes the way that you want it to go. Do you flow with the river? That's the reason why from the beginning, if you learn how to surrender your life and your faith and just take the next steps in faith, you're asking for understanding. And if I can see it first, oh, doubting Thomas, you're going to wait very long for your breakthrough because we get our stuff first in the spirit and then it manifests in our understanding. Then you see it in your hand. Is somebody getting it this morning? I, I, I'm telling you, we're going to fight this devil because the, the, the wrong preaching has been sent out. Faith is not striving, it's surrender. Oh God, help me this morning. This thing. The reason why God gives you faith first. And puts it in your spirit. Is because. If there was an understanding first. You'd not be saved. I wouldn't be saved. I didn't know what the future would look like. I just took the next step. It's called faith. It's called risk. It's like what does this mean if I get saved? I think, I think we're 27 years down the, the line being saved. What did that moment mean that day when I got born again? And my spirit came alive. And I said yes to God. What did that mean? I'm finding out now through understanding afterwards that I am actually an apostle. I didn't get saved because I was an apostle. I, didn't, I had no understanding of who I really was. I just took the step in faith. This is called faith. You take it one step at a time. You don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to take the next step. That's the reason why God will ask you to sow a seed. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why would you ask me to sow seed into a man's life that's flying a jet? Now, anytime you deal with carnal people that want to fight you about, well, the pastors are trying to rob people, blah, blah, blah. Oh, shut up. We came here with nothing. Our understanding is increasing here. But this is for obedience. If you don't operate here, you will guaranteed never come into what God has got for you. Never. Every single time, this is how faith works. Please somebody write this down. Understanding can wait. Obedience cannot. Too many people are waiting for, first give me understanding. At some point you've got to step out of that boat and say, I don't fully get it, but Jesus is walking on the water and I can walk on the water too. And he says, bid me come. He goes out on the word. And people say, ah, but he's, you know, he started sinking. Do you understand the word started sinking? You're either sinking or you're not, man. It was his faith that was diminishing. Because he stepped into logic and it affected his faith. You don't have it that way. If you're ever going to grow, the number one thing is that you're going to have to understand your ankles. Let's understand the power of ankles. It's, it's by faith that you stand. Give me Hebrews chapter or give me Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Child of God, hear me. When you get born again, the first place that this thing must hit is your ankles. You need to have an understanding about your authority in Christ. If you don't, that devil will pull you around your whole life. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to, to, able to stand. That was the purpose. To stand against the, the wilds of the devil. He says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. 
Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, do what? Say stand. This is what it's about. This is when I can stand in my God. I don't need you to praise for me. I don't need you to go and, and, and give for me. Teach your children how to stand on their own two feet. I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking spiritually. That there's nobody in this house that should be looking for someone else to pray for you. Or to be able to say, devil, if you cannot mess with my mind, my destiny, I have authority over you. Can you understand? That's the base level. That's the base level where I can stand in my God-given right and authority. The Bible lets you know it's by faith that we can stand. We bind and come against every work of wickedness. Blood of Christ torments you, you foul spirit. Mm-mm-mm. Jesus, we give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Glory be to Jesus. Mm. Just lift your hands and just let's worship the Lord. Lord, you're welcome in this place, Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you for your presence and your power. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24. 2 Corinthians 1 24. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but we are fellow workers for your joy. For by faith you stand. You stand by faith. If you don't know how to stand in your faith, you are in trouble already. You're going to need people to come and carry things for you. Your people to carry you to church. People to carry you to a job, give you money. You beg the world your whole life. Your dominion starts by you standing on your own and saying, I know who I am. I am the righteousness of God. I don't like to bring up the devil every single time I preach about this stuff. The only reason why I will raise him up is because you're going to put the crosshairs right there and blast him out of the way. Because you have enough power. You are walking in victory all the days of your life. And as a child of God, you need to know that these are levels of faith. And if you don't know who you are, the world will go and position you wrongly your whole life. They'll put you right at the entrance of your breakthrough, but never teach you how to walk in, in victory all the days of your life. I'm going to come after this, the blood of Christ against you, devil. Take your hands off the service now in Jesus' name. So when you get into the kingdom of God and you begin to stand, that's your first stop. Is that the water levels must go to your ankles so that you can walk in your God-given right and authority. And you're not even, there's certain stuff I don't even have to pray about. So we now have to exercise our faith. We've gone, the level of the knees has got to do with your prayer life. It's the prayer of faith that will heal the sick. Do you, how's your prayer life? What are the levels like in your personal prayer life? If you're waiting for someone else to pray for you, you know that you're going to run into problems. You must be able to pray for yourself. You need to know how to open up the heavens by yourself. As a child of God, you come in here, there are levels of faith that must grow. First of all, knowing who I am. Number two, knowing that when I pray, I need to know that when I pray. Number three is another level. It's the waste level. It's a place where you create and produce things. Where God can give you a business and you can produce something by the Spirit of God and then bring it through your mind, into this, into, into your own thinking, from there manifest it to the world so that the world can get it. Are you with me? That everything that you need from your company to your money to the house, everything you're looking for is done. You now need to have the kind of mind that is sound. You've not been given a spirit to fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. They all go together. And with this, I begin to create what God has given me. I, get, I put my, my hands to something out of my mind. Um, and, then, and then I produce it with my hands. 
And this is what the world pays me for. So this is the victory of every single believer. That I can produce things by the Spirit. Not just walk in my authority. Not just have my knees wet. But then there comes a level where you need to learn how to swim in the Spirit and get things done that God can send you into the nations. So we... we I'm, been, I'm, I'm marking this thing. My faith is active, right? Now, let me explain. Let's just calm down. <laughs> Let's explain this thing. Do you understand that faith is not trying to get something from God? You're not trying to wrestle something out of God's hands. It's ridiculous. So here's, I'm going to give you the practicality of this thing. I am, I know I have to take a break sometime. But God gives me a grace. On my normal break, the end of the year, God gives me a grace to pray through and to press through to build up what we need for the new year. So my spirit stays strong. I know that the Holy Spirit is now guiding me and, and I'm waiting on the Lord. I know your father knows we need of these things. So the Spirit of the Lord is impressing upon me the timing of what I need to do. So I say, Lord, is it Cape Town? Is it, where do I go to? I need my family. We need a break. And nothing, even though we t- we, we're trying to do some things in our own mind, we're not getting the results. And I look at the price and I'm like, eh, we, we can maybe stretch it. I'm not paying for it. I'm restrained by the Spirit of God because my faith is going to work. But I don't go doing things out of my own strength. Are you with me? You're not trying to make it up in your own mind so you can wrestle it out of the hand of God. Do you know that God wants you blessed? Do you know that you are already blessed? Do you know that God wants you to have a holiday? Do you know that God knows you need of these things, the transportation? Do you know that God needs you, that debt-free living is part of the kingdom? Do you know that? You don't have to pray about that stuff. That stuff's done. It's in your spirit. What you're looking for is the timing of God and how God wants it done. So even if I've sown in faith and I know that I know that I'm sowing it for a holiday, my holiday is on its way. God's going to set this thing up. So we, we call Sun City. It's not going to happen. The, we had some favor there many years ago. No favor there. I say, just drop it. Then this place, no, then, you know, Cape Town, whatever. So we drop it. I'm waiting on the Lord. So I say, God, you know that we need the holiday. And I'm starting to feel a little tired. So I said, the Lord says, push through the fast. So we get the fast done. Now remember, I'm going to activate my faith. My faith is at work. It's not like I'm not walking in faith. God knows I need a holiday. I need to go take a break. I need the money for it. God says, pay the salary, sold that out, and then wait on me. Go through the fast, we press through. Then the cyclone hits in Mauritius. Because I'm thinking, well, that's a marker. Everybody's pulling out. I'm going in. Because the prices will come down. This happens in like one mo- in, in a moment. Now, the important thing before that is that there are many hotels. We've been to different places in Mauritius. But there's this one particular hotel. I'm asking God, which hotel then? I'm praying every day and just asking, so where do we go? I'm not trying to wrestle something from God. I'm just here to release what God has got for me. It's already done. Are you, are you with me this morning? So I'm praying, right? And so it's just not even like a pressing into. I, my father knows I need these things. So I'm not stressed about it. You can't stress about that. thing. So my faith is there. And as I'm just praying one day, worshiping, I get the picture of the place I've been to before. There is this ice cream cart that they have open from 12 o'clock until 5, five o'clock. That you can fetch as much ice cream as you want, right? And I get a taste while... No, Jesus, help us. Don't be so carnal, man. I'm dealing with spiritual stuff. But in my spirit, I get a taste of lime ice cream. I'm like... And it takes me straight to this, to this resort. And I said, well, look out for this resort. They're sending us prices. It's exorbitant. I'm like, no. The one place to stay for the week is 160,000 rand for one room. In there. I'm like, I mean, okay, if that's what God wants, I mean, okay, but I'm not paying those prices. But I'm waiting on the Lord. 
The morning that I booked this place, we get three rooms for one. Not the 160. We bring that thing right on and they give us three rooms. And I said, that's God. Now, now get it done and it's settled. We get that done. Because the Spirit of the Lord, I'm not wrestling from God, moved that idea into my understanding. Then my body went and rested in the place. Who's getting what I am saying this morning? Because the river can take you there. You don't have to... Do, do you know that the car that you want to get, God's got even a greater plan for you. Whatever plan you've got, the Spirit of God has got it even greater. Whatever desire is in you, it's already greater. We sat with multimillionaires in that place with doctors that played paddle with us and said, can we have a game? Can we do business between Sweden and South Africa? I'm like, God, how did I end up here? And I never paid for it because it's not according to your bank account. It's according to your faith. And when you go on agreement with God, then God gives it to your mind and then your body manifests that thing. And too many people are trying to wrestle something from God. Like God doesn't want the best for you. That God doesn't want you to walk in the fullness of His blessing. It's done. And it's provided for. The biggest problem with the church is that they're standing here, making a demand here. And treating God like a slot machine. Ka-ching! Ka-ching! I put some money in. We're playing the lotto. Why aren't you positioned here? And receiving what is yours already. And then walking it out with understanding Because I obeyed God here I now walk in understanding over here And now my family is saying Oh, my daddy is awesome Did you see my dad's faith? It's not really my faith It's just me hearing the Holy Ghost And then saying yes God And then looking for the timing And now my understanding is here And now my body finds rest In the oceans of Mauritius That's faith. Not the other way around. What is the church doing? You're the best already. You have everything that you need to live a life of victory already. Are you asking God for healing? Then you don't know who you are. Because healing is done already. Are you asking God to bless you? You're missing the boat completely. You are blessed already. Uh, listen, come on church. You are not trying to wrestle something from God. You are in the temple and it's flowing from you into the nations. Your days of striving are over. Your days of toiling are over. So I'm in the center of my father's will. I laugh because when people try to... Can we also find the booking? It's gone. Put in there for an hour, removed. We couldn't get another week at that rate. I had to go negotiate something else over there. I was like, God, you know what? Because when God gives you the moment, faith, hearing the voice of God is the stronghold of your faith. Because once I heard God, I said, that's him. Book it. That's my holiday place. We're going to the place we enjoy it. We're seeing people. Guys asking about my testimony and stuff. He says, you're so blessed, man. Rich man from, from London. He says, we're all struggling to keep our heads above water. You're doing this. Because it's not according to your money and your bank account. It's according to your faith. So just obeying God. Gave me understanding by faith. Can you say it one more time? By faith. That's why understanding can wait. Obedience cannot. And then God sent all kinds of supply to make that week glorious. Now we're getting in there. We're driving with this taxi guy. And, you know, he's taking us in. I said, so uh, how was the weather? He said, that cyclone was really, really bad. Ripped up houses, cars, and the like. And they said, another one's coming this week. All of us in the taxi go, in Jesus' name, it will not happen. He's a Muslim guy. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He kept quiet all the way through. 
Because the spiritual realm is made up of words. If you don't fix your tongue, you will never come and experience this. The number one thing about the spiritual realm, you are trapped in a word world. If you fix it in the spirit, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So faith is just trusting in God's word. You're relying upon what God said. And because of what God said, I say yes to God. I get the understanding about what He wants. And then we experience it. That's faith. You don't have to wrestle for your healing. You don't have to wrestle for financial breakthrough. It is your Father's will. That everybody be saved. Are you with me? You don't have to fight for people. So it is, this is faith. Faith doesn't start here. It starts in obedience over here. And as we about to leave, you know how people that have got a big mouth and you know, so true about themselves and when they say something and they're so educated and they have the understanding and I'm telling you now, this woman says, you understand that the cyclone is coming in now because on the day we're supposed to be leaving, the next day we're supposed to be leaving. And so tomorrow all the flights and 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 I said, what? I said, not going to happen. She says, what do you mean? Did you hear what the weather said? This is all they got. I said, we are leaving Mauritius. When I said so, there'll be no drama. The weather will be fine. This plane is taking off because I'm not going to allow the world and their words to override what the word of God said. It's called faith. Don't let the devil mess with your faith this morning. Come on, decree and declare that I am the righteousness of God. Say I am in walking in favor. Say I am walking in the blessing. Say I am protected. Say I am healed. Say I am Psalm 91 is my portion. Don't let the devil shut your faith down. No, you can't shut my faith down. You listen, this is the way it works. My mind, you don't tell me what to do. I tell you what to do. You don't give me a piece of your mind because you don't know enough. You don't even know who I am. The only education you got was dark knowledge. The world trained you up here. And your mind can't handle what God has got for you and who you really are. Until you take the word of God and say, no more dark knowledge, revelational knowledge. And I push from the spirit to my mind what God says. How do you think I'm preaching to you this morning? Why do you think, where does it come from? The spirit of the Lord. Sons are led by the spirit. You can't put me under pressure here. When God has called me to a place, I can tell you miracle after miracle falling after God. I got myself into such deep trouble. I gave my testimony at my house. We had lost our house. It, got rep- it was going to be repossessed. And then God, re- well, I got involved and got an idea of how to fix my own house and, and borrow money. Stepped in here when God said, wait on me here. Got myself into trouble because I followed this, the world's logic. So I come in here and I'm now, because I followed them. In fact, I was blacklisted. My biggest thing was my name. I don't know why I have to be preaching this this weekend. For somebody to understand, my, I got myself into trouble and I was blacklisted. I couldn't start any business, couldn't get a house and the like. God took on this journey of going with God. Healed every single part of my life. Because anytime you step into the flesh to make things happen, you give birth to Ishmael's. And Ishmael's are easy to make and hard to get rid of. And they stink up a place. Everything that happened to our lives, physically, who... I'm leaving that couple's conversation for next week. I was about to speak about sex and all kinds of stuff. Let's leave it for next week. It's very quiet in this church. Bring me my first, let's go back to the word rather. Give me my, the first slide please. 
You have such a privilege to shape your world. Are we okay at the back there? Must I just preach without the slides? Are we good? All right. Pastor B, give me a heads up what's going there. I have 22 of them. So faith comes first, understanding comes second. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Don't worry, I'll just preach. Faith is the title deed and the assurance for everything that you hope for. That is what you have. Whatever you're hoping for, faith is your answer. If you're getting faith, it's going to work for you. Number three, faith gets you to frame your own world. You got framed, sent a frame from your family, your, your, your grandparents, whoever. This is the way we do life. I went and I checked everything in that frame. And I said, I don't want any of the stuff. I'm not interested in your new age stuff. I'm not interested in you going and getting involved in, in, in whatever cults and the like. I'm going to frame my world by the word of God. And you got the right to do that as a child of God. You get to put it in there. So somebody was saying, you know, um, I want to, do we go to Mauritius or to Cape Town? I say, put in your frame, Mauritius and Cape Town. I'm just saying you can frame your world with whichever way you want. You get to frame your world. You can put in there a business or you can put in there a job. It's fine. You can put in there where you want to travel and what you want to be and how you want to look and what you want to do. You put in your frame whatever you want, but I need to know, let you know that you must frame your faith. Because when the devil puts something in that frame and says there's a cyclone coming, I say not in my frame. You're going to be broke all the days of your life. Not in my frame. Your children are never going to make it. Come on, somebody. Not in my frame. You're never going to, you're gonna, not going to live. You know, everybody died at the age of 50. Remember your granny and, 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 Come on, somebody. Shout it back right now. It's not in my frame. No, no, no. Kingdom Life Embassy and this church. In my, you are in my frame. And in this house, nobody's sick and nobody's broke. I said nobody's sick and nobody's broke. It's in the frame of Kingdom Life Embassy. Everybody's fulfilling their purpose in the earth. It's in my frame. Everybody's going to be traveling the globe. It's in my frame. Everybody's going to get a passport. It's in my frame. Everybody's going to get a visa. You're going to get permission wherever you want to go. Do you want to have a holiday in Mauritius? I know it sounds a bit carnal, but I'm letting you know when I, I struggled the whole week just to get my mind recalibrated where I'm at at my struggle and saying, God, I don't feel you. I don't sense you. What is going on? I'm here. I appreciate it, but don't, I don't get it. Five days, I don't sense anything. Six days, I still feel like I'm numb. By the seventh day, this joy starts welling up in my spirit and it overflows into my soul. And I stand. In fact, I had to go back to my room. I just started weeping. Thanking God for all that He's done. How He's healed us. When I think about the Lord and all that He's done, I started, I sat around the table and I said, Dad, but what's wrong? I said, don't you know, realize the goodness of God. Don't you see what the Lord has done? Here's my point. The faith wasn't just for the thing. If you live a life of getting faith only for things, you got a terrible existence your relationship with God that's a terrible if you only faithing for things that when God gives you a house oh here's the house I'm looking for another thing oh I also want to holler in Mauritius that was not the point of the faith when my faith manifested my children sat around the table with me and this man was weeping and I had an opportunity to speak about the goodness of God. Because in Mauritius, we got a taste of heaven. Eleven days, never got into one motor vehicle. There was just one deep discussion that we had every single day. Where are we going to have lunch? That was it. Because all God wanted me, God delights so much in you. That he just wants you to taste some of his goodness. I'm like, why would you do this for me, God? He says, because I'm your father, man. That I know how to take care of you. Now my children look at me and say, but it's worth serving God. On our anniversary, pastors is reading scripture to my children. And my, my son turns and says, 
That's because a man that loves God, Dad. You love the Lord. I get it. It's not the thing, man. It's not the things. It's the fact that the heart of God, faith is more than getting things. It expresses the mind and the heart and the character of your father. What about your, your faith can't just be for things. Is that when I get my house and that house was so extravagant all those men more than two decades ago, my children sat around the table and said, can I tell you where we come from? In fact, they knew how, where we slept and what we did and how messed up we were. And look what the Lord has done to raise us up. Now that my, your faith is now not just for the things, it's to express God in the place. That when I drive that new car and my faith worked, it's to tell the world that God is a good God. Why would He put it on you? Why would He dress you up? Is so that the world's not reading the Bible. That they're not reading the Bible, but they seeing this God that you serve. Is anybody with me today? Please hear me, man. I walk around there and I'm able to pay for different things, and my son is sitting next to me. And what are they getting? They're getting a touch of heaven and the heart of the Father in my presence. Because my faith produced the mind, the heart, the word of God. Because of my faith. It's much more than things. I please, you, please ask you to hear me this morning. We've gone so carnal. That the only thing that you get is a car. And then when the car comes, you want another car. Then God gives you a new cell phone. Now you, got the, you, you need an upgrade. Your whole life you're looking for things. Didn't he not say these things must be added? That your father knows you in need of these things? You're understanding me today? Please hear me. Faith is coming to agreement with God. Faith is surrendering to God. Faith is saying yes to the world. God's plan for your life is much bigger than your own plan for your own life. Whatever you're asking for, it's too small already. Because the God that you serve is exceedingly abundantly above more than you could have asked and could have imagined. I was astounded how God would bless lavishly. And if the weather was God held back a cyclone for 11 days. When I got onto the plane, the woman from Mauritius said, said next to her, she opened up a, an app called Windy. She says, look at this massive cyclone coming to hit Mauritius. I was on the plane out with my family. God stays a cyclone so that you can have peace. Are you with me? Faith, I'm not wrestling something from God. Let's stop this bragging nonsense. I'm just releasing what's in my spirit to the world. That when people come around me, when we left, I mean, we gave, that person served us, go and sow seed here. Thank you, thank you, blessed all the workers. Some of them were weeping us, are you leaving today? They gave us sandwiches, please put this. I said, do, you look, do I look like I need another sandwich? No, it's just that they, we made so many friends on that side and the majority of them Hindu or Muslim, right? Never preached Christ once to them. Having treated people this way, seeing the goodness of God. My son said, if we decide to start a church here right now, all these people will come. Because the people are looking for the goodness of God. Your faith must create that. You can't just be wanting your faith, getting, getting. At some point, you've got to be the one that gives. Let your apostle tell you what I'm, I, I'm so far off from here. I put a lot of effort early hours of this morning in this. I got, we'll go through that. We'll get, let's get into the studio. We'll teach on it. I'm busy with the project at home. Thank you, Ronaldo. He worked while I was away. For all the trouble that the neighbors gave me. Made a lot of noise, chopping and chiseling and changing walls and all kinds of stuff. While I was away, it was so great. Ronaldo did it for me. And so they had all the noise. I came home and the majority of the renovations is done. i tell you what I've done. The place where I started the church. has been filled with boxes and cases and old stuff. And so I decided the Holy Spirit prompted me, go to that place 
the portal in the earth where you started the church, where you started the businesses, where you started the connect group. There is a place in there that if you go back to that place, you're going to open up the wells of your faith again in that place. I got into this project. So we've changed a whole lot of things. We're renovating it. I'm going to put in an office over there and a place of prayer and worship right back in there. I'm going back with my faith to the place where I first met Jesus. I'm going back to the place where my faith worked first. I decided I'm going to do whatever it takes. At the age of 61, I'm giving myself a gift. We dug those wells 30 years ago. We are back in that place. And we're going to make sure that fresh water flows to this generation. We are standing, going back to the heart of worship. I'm coming back to the heart of worship where my faith was made sight and where I saw the power of God because there was a day as a businessman and I I felt, I sensed the Spirit of God says, you need to leave your job and my mind is fighting me because where are you going to get the money from? And so I decided I have to make a decision. Do I follow the Spirit or, or, or do I go after my mind? I got an education. I'm skilled. I went into prayer and fasting. We had no money. And I went into that room. And I remember so many miracles out of that place. But this one particular miracle. With my faith, I'm in there. I said, God, you're going to hear me today. Every single time, I'm a tither. I've honored you. But I'm not seeing any results of this manifesting here. I have a problem. Between me and you, there's a problem. I'm not going to call on the world. I'm not going to ask anybody anything. And my, 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 my faith was so baby-like. I would pay my helper, my domestic helper, and then borrow back money in the middle of the month. After tithing. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Are you not questioning it? You need to question your faith. Because anything that doesn't produce a result is fake. Why? We're not here before this. I'm not playing a game. Is God real or not? Is this thing I'm preaching to you real or not? So I went and I said, I asked God the question. Let me deal with questions. You can ask God a question in faith. There are people that ask questions to bring doubt in your heart of who you are. When the Muslims especially come and ask me questions, they're not asking me to convert. They're asking to discredit me and what I know. I do not answer that fools. Because when you when you asking a question in that position, it leads to more unbelief. When you asking a question to God concerning your faith, as you asking by faith, it produces more revelation. I'm asking a question. I'm a child of God. I'm tithing, I'm giving. Tell me what's wrong with my faith. I tell you what I'm going to do. I've had plan B and C all my life. This time I'm not going to do that. I am now going to trust you. If it's real, I'm going to depend upon you and you're going to show up. Otherwise, I'm not interested. I I made up my mind. I'm going to fast and pray this final week. i got three days. There's no food in the house anyway. So I'm not going to give the devil any credit. I'm going to go and take out the pot and we're going to stay by faith and we're going to say amen as we pray for that thing. There's nothing in there, but I'm going back to go and pray. So three days I'm praying. First day, the Lord shows me a woman's face. I said, I'm letting you know I'm not calling anybody for help. If you are my helper, then you must be. Stayed in this place. Fasted the first day, nothing happened. The next day, children said, Dad, what are we eating? I said, it's coming, son. I pray, go back into the Spirit, I'm praying. Second day goes. By the third day, I can't go anywhere. Out of that same place that I'm busy building and repairing right now. Putting the well. This, I hear the smoke, the, the sky at the gate. I go to the front. It's an afternoon. It's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. This woman's got an envelope in her hand. She was in my connect group. But tears in her eyes and her hand shaking like a leaf. She says, what is going on with your life? I said, what's going on with you? She says, the Lord woke me up. I'm going away this weekend. And he said, I must come and give you this money. And I told the Lord, I will see him on Monday when I get back from my holiday. And the Lord said, you go and do it now. Now. What is going on? I said, you coming back on a holiday on Monday? 
was me going back to go and find a job on Monday. Because I'm not an ignorant man. I'll get my skill, I'll upgrade myself and go back. But this stuff doesn't work. This stuff don't convert you. Until that day. When I saw a God that shows up. That can go and wake somebody up. And say go and take care of this man. And make sure that it gets into his hand. Are you hearing me today? If God is God then let him be. Because there comes a day with your faith Abraham. When you go to the top of your mountain. And you go and lay that child on the altar. And then the angel stops you. And then God turns around and says now I know. There came a day in my faith and there must come a day in your faith when you look and God speaks back to you and say, now I know you're going to trust me. And since that day, I could walk with God. You need to settle these issues. Because my mind was saying, the devil saying, go back to work, go back to work. It's never going to work. Yet, there was an apostolic grace and a great call of God upon my life. And many people are losing their destinies because they start here instead of here. Go and settle that issue in the spirit, man. Concerning your marriage, concerning your life. Let God fix this faith inside of you. You go to a whole nother level where I know who I am. But when my prayers and my knees begin to get wet, I know. Don't ask me to pray if you don't want an answer. Because that answer, it will come by fire. And God will deliver what you need for your situation. Don't mess with me. I'm telling you, you are a child of faith. And your faith levels can rise to a level where somebody says, the cyclone is here. I said, not going to happen over here. If you persist here, you'll never fulfill what God has got for you here. Trust and obey.